The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. In the lead up to Christmas, our podcast is brought to you by Woolworths. Whether you're looking for the perfect ham, beautiful fresh cherries or your favourite seafood, Woolworths has everything picked for Christmas. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 16th of December. In your squeeze today, Boris's big win. In the US, the House is set to vote on articles of impeachment. Hot weather across Australia. And Rod Stewart's record. This is your squeeze today. Starting in the UK, the people have voted. The Conservative Party has emphatically won the election. From where they stood going into the election, they won an additional 66 seats. That takes them to a total of 365 seats, which means Boris Johnson has his majority. The Labor Party, on the other hand, suffered its worst defeat in more than 80 years, Claire. Boris Johnson says that the result uh, gave his government a powerful new mandate to get Brexit done. He's able to say that because there's traditional Labor heartlands in the mid and northlands of England which have voted Conservative for the first time. Uh, They're areas that overwhelmingly backed Brexit in that 2016 referendum. So as you can imagine, there's lots of recriminations on the Labor side about what sort of campaign they ran and their opposition to Brexit given a lot of their supporters backed it. Yeah, one of the first things that happened was Labor leader Jeremy Corbyn stood down. So item number one on the Labor agenda is to find a new leader. Obviously, a lot of focus on Brexit, but some other subplots to the result, particularly the one in Scotland, where the Scottish National Party, who are pro-Scotland becoming an independent nation, did quite well, winning 48 of Scotland's 59 seats. And that puts that independence referendum firmly back on the agenda. Their leader, Nicola Sturgeon, says that that's something that she really wants to do. Uh, Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party firmly opposes independence for Scotland. So, yeah, as you say, that will be a subplot that will play out. And without compulsory voting, the voter turnout is always interesting. That sat at about 67%, which is down 1.5% from the election in 2017. Anything else, Claire? Yeah, probably that the Queen is going to open Parliament later this week. Looks like that'll happen on Thursday. And during her speech, she lays out Boris Johnson's agenda for government, uh, moving swiftly to ratify that Brexit deal that he did a few months ago is the first agenda item. Over to New Zealand and it's been close to a week since the White Island volcano disaster. Authorities have confirmed the death toll is now 16, Claire. Yes, there's of course lots of uh, numbers floating around still and names but that is the official death toll from police. Confirmation yesterday also that an Australian man who had been flown back to Sydney for treatment had died in hospital. Foreign Minister Maurice Payne will travel to New Zealand this week to convey Australia's gratitude uh, to the New Zealanders for their response. Uh, And Jacinda Ardern, New Zealand's Prime Minister, has called for a minute's silence today to honour the memory of the victims who died in that disaster. That'll happen at 12.11pm Australian time. And it looks like Wednesday is the day the House will vote on two articles of impeachment against Donald Trump, one abuse of power and two obstruction of Congress. 
Yeah, there was uh, some more procedural wrangling late in the week. Uh, so that vote will now be put to the full House. Uh, if the vote splits down party lines, as is predicted, Donald Trump will be impeached this week. Uh, and Kate, as you know, because we did a squeeze shortcut on it, mm. that means it goes to the Senate where a trial will be held. It doesn't mean that that uh, vote has him removed from office. There's a long way to go for that to happen. Donald Trump tweeted over the weekend, how do you get impeached when you've done nothing wrong, so his position is pretty clear. If you're a retailer, the last thing you want to happen is your cash register system to go down, especially just before Christmas. Really, really bad day if that happens. It's one of the biggest shopping days going around and your cash registers are taken out for three hours. That happened to Maya on Saturday. Apparently it was a nationwide glitch. Uh, A few cash registers were working, but there's tales on social media of shoppers going from cash register to cash register to try and pay for their goods. Plenty of them just dumped the stuff and went to David Jones and to other retailers. Uh, Sales, as we know, are really hard to come. By. We'll know a little bit more exactly about how the economy is working today. Uh, Josh Frydenberg, the Treasurer, will be releasing the government's mid-year financial report. MyEFO. People across the news will call it MyEFO. That's what they're talking about. Um, a United Nations climate change conference is wrapped up in Madrid. It was a long meeting, not a whole lot of agreement. Not a whole lot of agreement, and that's fairly typical of these big climate change summits. Uh, what the COP25 summit, it was called, uh, really wanted to get all of those nations to agree to further cuts to their carbon emissions. Uh, what's behind that is latest reports say that our global temperature increases by the end of the century is looking at going up by about 3.2 degrees. Uh, The Paris Agreement has an ambition to cap that temperature increase to two degrees. Uh, That means more carbon emissions cuts are required uh, by all the nations who are party to that agreement. So that's what they were really driving at. And uh, while the European Union and smaller island states were happy uh, for stronger commitments, it was countries like America and China and India and also Australia that were really reluctant to change. What they've agreed to do after all of that talking uh, is to come back to next year's conference with plans to make those cuts. A plan to make a plan. That's the one. That's the one. A bit to get across as far as the weather goes. Firstly, it's going to be a hot week across most of the country. Really hot. Really hot. We're talking about mid to high 40s uh, from Tuesday in South Australia. They've issued a public health warning about how to stay cool. That includes that alcohol is not a hydration source, so just keep that in mind. Worth remembering. Uh, Also, we're looking (laughs) at the western reaches of Victoria and Queensland and New South Wales. They're also expected to reach those uh, mid to high 40s. Yeah, it's going to be very, very hot. And fires continue to burn in New South Wales, particularly in that Hawkesbury region. Yeah, there's homes that are believed to have burned down on the weekend in that area. Mm. Firefighters have battled 70 metre high flames. Uh, The RFS there, which is the fire authority uh, trying to battle these fires, says that, look, there's no way they can put that fire out. They just have to do their best to manage it. Fires are also affecting parts of WA. And if you live in Sydney, you'll likely have woken to the smell of smoke. Expect poor air quality again this week. 
Sir Rod Stewart has become the oldest male solo artist to have a number one album in the UK. Yeah, he might have sung a few years back that he was forever young and I guess in a certain way he is. It's quite incredible. He is the oldest male solo artist to have a number one album. He's put out a new album that has big orchestral arrangements of some of his hits. He's knocked off Robbie Williams, uh, who has a Christmas album out at the moment uh, from that number one spot. If you wants, though, to take the overall mantle of oldest uh, solo artist with a number one album, he has to live past 97 years. That's uh, the record holder, yeah. Dame Vera Lynn, who was a World War II singer um, releasing uh, hits in 2014. So there you go. And given he's only 74, he's got a <laughs> fairly long way to go. And then you have to release a hit album as well. <laughs> um, if you're feeling like sharing this Christmas, why not share the squeeze? Jump in to the squeeze today email at the bottom is an invite friends button hit that send it on to your mates you'll go in the draw to win 250 dollars cash so kind of sharing but there's something in it for you as well also this week we'll be releasing our 2019 year in review plus a whole heap of squeeze quizzes so you can see just how informed you've become across the year we even have a podcast version of the great big squeeze quiz standby for that we'll let you know when it drops the email subject line claire the email subject line is classic rod stewart song young hearts be free tonight. It's a great lyric. Really, really good one. That's all from us this morning. Last week of us publishing the Squeeze Today podcast before we go on a bit of a break. As we said, we've got a lot in store for you. Stand by. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.